0: Dave Neal.
1: All right, everybody, let's get into it. We got all of your content in one place. All right, December fourth, Monday, the afternoon rush. A uh, lot to get into. We've got Bachelor in Paradise content. We've got ratings Bonanza with Golden Bachelor. A gender reveal. Uh, my gender reveal. I'm gonna. I'm gonna tell you by the end of this episode uh, what we're having. We found out over the weekend. My amazing uh, wife uh, was 18, 19 weeks pregnant now. Uh, did the bon- Balloons, which I think three, four hundred balloons for one of those balloon arches. We had to ship them, uh, you know, via my car. Multiple trips to this park on Saturday, and before they were completely assembled, they started blowing around everywhere. It was an absolute tragedy. They started, they started popping on the sharp grass. I mean, it was, you know, it. I was running around. You could just imagine me in in my church outfit running around a park trying to pick up balloons. Uh, But uh, we survived the melee, and we he had an amazing group of friends come out and uh, wish us well I've got the video on our vlog channel Tasha Courtney and Dave Neal do fun things I'll put the link in the description below but if you go on YouTube you'll see the video of the gender reveal we released the confetti sort of uh, you know the streamers and uh, it was a fun celebration uh, a lot of life uh, uh, things happening in my world which I'm very excited about and we'll have more of that Um, again stick around to the end and I will share that with you Wild times uh, last night, just when you think there's no news and it's a quiet day, Law Talk with Mike, a YouTube channel, I guess he's a lawyer out of Chicago, uh, decided to pick up the Clayton Eckerd v. Jane Doe court case. He just watches court cases in the comment section, comments on them, and it's, boy, I tell you what, I didn't realize how interesting it was to watch court cases. I mean, he w- he was sharing a court case that was a guy being taken to court by, I think, a band director because the guy I didn't get his son to ban practice? I'm like, what the hell is going on? I knew our country was overly litigious, but this is ridiculous. And speaking of overly litigious, I don't have any updates regarding my court appearance other than I've made Jane Doe extremely angry. Dare I say irate over the fact that I've been sharing some of her private messages she's sent to my attorney. The belief there is, and 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 I completely agree with it, is that uh, bad things can happen when there isn't transparency. So when it comes to my lawyer and the work he's doing, the idea is, is that we're trying to just make sure everything is out in the open. Uh, this is what My lawyer had sent in response to Jane Doe. As a domestic violence advocate, you know the value of transparency and openness. Abuse happens in the dark, and we wouldn't want anyone to think you or Mr. Neal are trying to hide anything. He's just being transparent with his audience about the lawsuit you filed and we have to respond to. And that's exactly how I feel. Sunlight's the greatest disinfectant, and we have no problem discussing in the open what's going out on these public court cases. Who knows? Maybe it'll make someone's Christmas uh, knowing that they're either vindicated or that the truth comes out because hearsay and gossip and all that festers in the darkness. That's where it grows like mold, and uh, we're not going to let that happen. Not on my watch, folks. So anyhow law the uh this guy mike decided to cover it and it's the first time that i've seen a youtuber or content creator cover the clayton eckerd v jane doe case which is a big deal he's got 175,000 subscribers on youtube it's a whole new audience and you know it's it's in my opinion when the truth will come out whoever's on the right side of the truth will be vindicated. You know, if these babies come out on Valentine's Day, good, happy. We can, uh, you know, throw a, a baby shower for them and all these things. But if they don't, we want to make sure that all of the damage done and, def- and, and in my belief, defamation done uh, at the expense of Clayton Eckerd is uh, sort of resolved, if you know what I mean. All right, so that's my update there. We'll have to see if there's any more information. We'll have to see if Mike, uh, the lawyer Mike in Chicago, or any other lawyers decide to cover this what usually happens is when a story like this breaks into a new niche that niche will all kind of get together and be like oh my gosh and it'll kind of pick up renewed wildfire like this story kind of hit its uh, glass ceiling in the bachelor niche and now if it gets to the legal world maybe we'll get some uh, more eyeballs and representation on this story which again is good for everybody the truth shall set you free. And the truth certainly set Blake Moines free as he exited from this last season of Bachelor in Paradise. We played earlier, I think on the morning episode today, how bizarre chicks in the office thought it was that Kylie sort of got all dramatic and tried to save Blake. Was Kylie into Blake? We're not sure. But here's what Blake had to say following his exit on Paradise.
0: Watched Kylie have this moment with you where she was really like asking you not to go. And this was another one as if you were We were like, did we miss fuck? something between yeah. Blake and Kylie? Yeah. yeah. There was a natural gravitational pull to like her and Mercedes because of how close that Jess was with them. So there was never a romantic thing there, but we were able to build a good friendship there. So was I confused that she ran up? I didn't expect anyone to run up, to be honest. But when I opened the door, I'm like, and she was saying those things. I was like, hey, what are you saying? Like, what do we, what do you mean? Like, I was just confused, mm-hmm. right, naturally. But I was like, no, like, I, I got to go. Like, there's nothing here for me. Like, I got to go. But yeah, I was probably, I was as confused as you were as to, like, how that essentially
1: looked yeah if I were Avon, who uh, I wonder if he is still with Kylie but I would be like what I, you know even if you know even if Avon's in a happy relationship with Kylie I'd be like well what was that all about you know and it could like like Blake says it could have been that well Blake dated Jess Jess was good friends with Mercedes and Kylie so maybe it was like she just wanted to keep the gang together I totally understand that but as an audience Bachelor Nation really always wants to connect the dots and sometimes the dots are there and sometimes they aren't now connecting the dots uh, with the uh, segue here, with the Christmas season, you know me, big Christmas movie aficionado, I think you could call me. I'm like a connoisseur of Christmas, and not every Christmas movie is properly scaled with regards to Rotten Tomato scores. Is it worth watching? Is it not worth watching? And I'm going to have some choice words to say about the new Netflix movie that just came out over the weekend called Family Switch. We'll have that after the break. Now, not every show or movie can get great ratings, although Golden Bachelor did. The finale reaches 6.1 million viewers. Biggest Bachelor episode in nearly three years since one Matt James season. That's right. Golden Bachelor received such great fan, uh, uh, I I guess, reviews that it was able to catapult itself from a good start to an even better finish. And that's that's the power of good content out there. If something is good, folks will get behind it. And with the Chris, Christmas season, there's a lot bad out there. There are some coal in the stocking as far as the writing goes for a lot of Christmas movies. But the way I judge a Christmas movie isn't necessarily on a score of 1 to 10. either. It's it's really binary. Either I'm going to recommend you watch a movie or I'm going to recommend you don't watch a movie. Well, I watched Family Switch over the weekend. Again, they don't pay me to say this, although I really feel like they should. And here's the synops- the synopsis. Jess and Bill Walker are doing their best to keep their family connected as their children grow older, more independent and more distant. And again, uh, these lead er- characters are Jennifer Gardner and Ed Helms. So we have a real A-list uh, comedic uh, choices when it comes to a Christmas film. Usually Christmas films are like uh, Christian films. It's someone trying to just revive their career. You know what I mean? Looking at you, Vanessa Hudgens. Uh, but in some cases, it's just people that uh, you know are ready to cash in on a good story. When a chance encounter with an astrological reader causes the family to wake up to a full body. Body switch on the morning of the most important day of each of their lives? Can the Walkers unite to land a promotion, college interview, record deal... And soccer tryout. So this movie, again, released over the weekend on Netflix, received mixed reviews. 50% audience score, 45% uh, tomato meter. I generally go only by audience score and not tomato meter because tomato meter is usually the reviews written by people. And sometimes it'll a movie will get a bad review because it has a weird plot hole. And I'm like, who the hell cares? It's a Christmas movie about a family all swapping positions. Uh, some negative reviews were: Family Switch has bits and pieces of amusement but mostly you want to swap it for a better movie. It's simply hard to feel all that deeply for characters as flat and sweet they might as well be gingerbread people resolving problems that barely seem to exist in the first place. Again, these reviews don't do Christmas movie justice. Christmas movies aren't about resolving big issues. There's no real point to be made other than do you feel good at the end. Uh, Here's a positive review. Not great, but cast, including Emma Myers of Wednesday fame, makes it fun. So yeah, it's essentially you remember like Freaky Friday and 13 going on 30 and these types of movies where people go, I wish I was you, I wish I was you and then all of a sudden the, the, some you know lightning strikes and they're switched in bodies or whatever. This movie does that for all of the characters. All, and I'm not spoiling anything, this is in the log line here, but all of the characters have the old switcheroo. So I'm giving it a must watch. Now, there is a slow buildup, folks. There is a slow buildup. There are a lot of different aspects of the story that need to be developed, but by the end, you'll be smiling. Go have a watch. Netflix family switch. All right, moving on. We've got Taylor Swift in the news. Her publicist slams gossip account Dumois for Joe Alwyn marriage rumors. Tree Payne called out Dumois for causing pain and trauma with their posts. So, there was, you know, Dumois obviously posted a bunch of unvetted things. I wanted to share actually what Nick Vial had to say, because of course this kind of relates back to Bachelor Nation, but it's also very interesting that one person who liked this Article on the Today Show was actually, I believe, Travis Kelsey's mom, or you know, maybe it's his sister, but I think it was his mom. And and um, there's this like fight going on between Taylor Swift's publicist and Demont. Demont just shares random rumors. Some are true, some aren't, and uh, it can be quite harmful because people. We live in a conspiratorial world where people want to believe rumors. Here's what the great podcaster and host of Vile Files and winner of Special Forces from Bachelor Winter Game and Bachelor in Paradise and Bachelorette and Bachelor, here's Nick Vial. All
0: right, some quick thoughts on this drama between Demois and Tree Payne Taylor Swift's publicist.
1: So in general, my issue with the blind
0: item space as a whole is that it's a space that has zero accountability. They're mostly unsubstantiated rumors, uh, some of which have some truth to them, many of which are just completely made up. I myself have been the subject of blind items, uh, some by Demois uh, and some by others, and some have been just wildly horrific made-up stories without a shred of truth.
1: All right, so he goes on and on, and I'm going to turn it off because the background music is a little too loud. Uh, Now, you have to remember, Nick uh, is upset that Demois shares... Rumors without a shred of truth, and as far as we know now, the rumor that his podcast shared about Gary Turner cheating on his wife—when you know that whole rumor was completely unsubstantiated. It was essentially as good as a domoah blind read. Sure, they say, "Oh, I knew Gary," you know, my dad was friends with Gary's dad, or whatever. But it just goes to show, uh, karma is a son of a bitch, and sometimes—and again, I'm not one of those—and I, you know, wanting an eye for an eye. That makes the whole world blind. But uh, in this instance, uh, Nick talking about the fact that Dumois can be harmful has to remember he has platformed uh, gossip and uh, um, untruths of his own. But yeah, I get it. I understand if he pledges to do better, you learn along the way. Maybe we can all be a part of the change we want in the world. Hey, maybe Nick could actually help the mental health of reality TV members. Maybe just like UCAN Foundation, he can uh, use his platform to kind of help out there all right let's go to stand-up comedian sebastian meniscalco talking about wholesome holiday traditions have a listen
0: we celebrate hanukkah and christmas we honor the traditions of lana's family and my family the kids love hanukkah they're lighting the candles they're saying the prayers and they also love christmas uh, with the christmas tree during the holidays if you go on social media you'll start seeing families dress alike And I used to look at that and go, look at this. Could you believe that these people are doing this? Now I'm in matching pajamas with my wife and kids. Now I actually look forward to what kind of pajamas I'll be wearing Christmas morning. Sad, sad.
1: There it is, folks. Yeah, look, I I totally understand Sebastian Maniscalco. I, from my bachelor days, you just you you decide what you want to wear. You live by it. You die by it. And in a relationship, it's a negotiation, folks. Especially if you have a kid. Especially if you're doing Christmas photos or you know Christmas tree cutting outfits. You you know you need to know that the family wears flannel and denim or whatever the case may be. I mean, over the weekend we went to a friend's birthday party. That had a unicorn theme. Now, unbeknownst to me, because it was and it was a four year old, it wasn't like it was in a delta. I didn't go to reality Steve's unicorn themed birthday party. But um, unbeknownst to me, if you go to a birthday party and it's unicorn themed, you have to wear pink. I didn't realize that was in the rule book, but there I am in pink. Just realizing life's a negotiation. Give away the things that you can, so you can save goodwill for when you need a you know a, a fight. You know when you need a win. On your end. Uh, if you want to check out my gender reveal vlog, I share. You know, you can see what my wife and I are wearing. I went full pink. Actually, we have an audience member who bought the shirt for me. She said, it looks good. I wanted to buy you a shirt. So I was like, all right, fine. So I was getting good use out of my pink button-down shirt there. Again, that vlog's available. Tasha Cordy and Dave Neal do fun things. Hey, we'll get to the gender in a second. I didn't forget about it. Uh, I do have one more Nick story to cover. It's actually very interesting. He's coming to the to, to the defense of Blake Horseman. Boy, we have a ton of content we're not even getting to today. So we're going to just have to Carry this over till the morning rush tomorrow. This is why I love doing a morning and afternoon rush. There's just so much to cover and so little time. All right, coming up next, Nick Vial defends Blake Horseman. So as you know, if you've been listening to my coverage, Blake Horseman was caught on Raya, the dating app. And he says, I didn't even know I was on it. Well, because he's obviously pregnant with uh, his uh, girlfriend or his fiance. So they, they got a kid on the way. So clearly shouldn't be on a dating app if that's the case. Well, here's Nick defending him. Have a listen. Uh, the hair comment. <laughs>
0: no, but um, uh, Blake, who we, we, you know. Horseman? Yeah. Mm. Oh, there was an article. He's. I don't. He. He was. He. He had to address something. Oh yeah, I know what it was. Yeah, that's what it was. It had somebody with Reddit commenters and whatever. So long. I think was. You know. He's now. I don't know. If he's in. He's him and his girlfriend are pregnant. I don't know if they're Gina. engaged. Yeah, they're. You know. They're. they're, they're I think growing they're engaged their and pregnant. Okay, so they're in a very very serious committed relationship, and it sounds like uh, people on Reddit discovered he had a Raya profile still active. Mm. So you give me this look, but like first of all people on like reddit noticed it and they were talking about it. i don't Again, you know i feel people who are reading their own press it's just a waste you're giving it oxygen it doesn't deserve but you know i became aware of this story because he commented on it he you know right. i i can't believe i have to address this like he didn't have to address it most people don't realize you know what i'm saying no and he's aware of it, and yeah, maybe probably people on Reddit and people were commenting. Well, oh, you gotta, you gotta say something, and it can feel, feel, it can feel very overwhelming, especially if you have a large audience and people are commenting. But so many more people know about it because he commented on it, and then after he commented on it, Us Weekly or whoever does a story on it. Until the celebrity or the bigger person comments on a story, it's not news. It becomes news when they comment. Before he commented on it. No one fucking knew about it. And, and the truth is he didn't do anything wrong because I have experienced what Blake has experienced. And I'm assuming what he, I didn't even read his comments, but I'm assuming his comments been something like this. I've tried to get off. I've probably reached out multiple times. You can, you can deactivate your account and they will still show you on their app. It's super fucking frustrating. A lot of apps do this. It's like trying to, it's trying to cancel a gym membership, you know, on They're a dating. Like show up in person. Yeah. Like I, it took me multiple attempts to, When I was briefly on Raya to get off Raya, and then after I deactivated my account, people were messaging me, being like, "I saw you on Raya, like that shit happens," but like no one fucking knew about it. And by no one, I mean like the world. But I learned about the and 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 unless I knew what he was talking about, I probably would be like, "Oh shit, why are you on a dating app?" I and I would I would have just read the headline, and I would have been, you know what I'm saying. So he made so many more people aware of this issue. And then most people probably didn't read the article. Most probably just thought, oh, he's doing some shady shit or blah, blah, blah. And he amplified a story he didn't need to amplify.
1: Very true. From Nick uh, Blake Horseman amplified the story by denying it, but at the same time, I, I don't blame him for that. But it is a good case study for public relations: when is it worth amplifying a story or not? Now you could look at me and say, "Oh, Dave, you've amplified this story about getting sued and so, you know so and so in this." But I, but for me, it's like, well, yeah, but also that's the tango I decided to dance. I'm. Doing it on my content. What I've learned from other comedians, you know, there's a, there's a comic named Kurt Metzger, and he was a Emmy winning uh, Emmy winning writer from the Amy Schumer show, and he used to argue with people nonstop on his Facebook, and then finally came to terms one day. He said, "Why am I giving away this content? Because when you communicate with people on social media, you're giving them entertainment too. You're giving your you're giving both parties a place to comment, and in return, sometimes you're giving them a place to just bully you." or criticize you, or all of these things. So what I've had to learn is, uh, and again, I, I'm still guilty of this from time to time, but I try not to spill my comments out into the comment section unless I'm gonna use that for my own content. So it's like, unless I'm gonna farm that out and monetize it on my own end, I'm trying my best to not sort of dive into what other people think of me. You know, that's not easy, folks, but that's the idea. What you think of me is none of my business, right? All right, couple other stories we'll get to real quick. Ariana Maddox is back in news, donates big to Vanderpump Pal with brain tumor. Other co stars chip in. Ariana opened up her wallet big time to help out a friend of the Vanderpump Rules family after a major health scare has threatened their life. Um, uh, AM was among several VP stars to draw attention to the GoFundMe page of Jesse Montana, who's a pal of theirs and who's appeared on the reality show. He recently revealed he's been diagnosed with a brain tumor and he's looking to raise funds for his hospital stay because he's going into surgery on Monday. I'm sorry, folks. I absolutely hate the world that we live in, where you need to rely on reality TV stars to get money for your medical bill this should all be provided through the greatest country in the world pooling our resources. Yes, that's right. A social democracy should put our money together so that when people have tumors or need help or fall and break a knee that they're able to receive health care and not have it drain their Finances. I mean, it's just ridiculous this world we live in. We spend more money per person on health insurance and on health costs than any other first world country, and it's not even close, folks. But I love my health care my employer provides me. Why the hell should an employer get to dangle your right to life, your right to health, your right to just, you know, why should they get to dangle that over your head because they've got a collective better insurance plan than you have? It's absolute rubbish. Mary Lou Retner won the Olympics in 1984 all around women's gymnastics, and she needed a GoFundMe because she got a dirty lung, folks. What a weird world we live in. I don't support it uh, in this regard. Vanessa Hudgens and Cole Tucker got married, the baseball player oh now I know Cole Tucker, there he is hit the beach after tying the knot in Mexico Vanessa Hudgens and Major League Baseball player Cole Tucker are officially Mr. and Mrs. after marrying in Mexico and the newlyweds hit the beach with family and friends to celebrate, that's what you gotta do find yourself a baseball player, especially one that's made a lot of money, they are retired at the old age of 36 and then they get to play a little golf and hang out with you, not bad, of course Vanessa Hudgens the Christmas movie Queen she had multiple great movies come out uh princess switch and all of those and i don't know i don't know if we're going to get a new one from her this year but um the fans demand a new movie and you know what the fans also demand finding out the gender of my newborn that's right my, my excuse me not my newborn my unborn and we found out on uh we found out on saturday we had a hunch uh, what it would be and our, uh, our, uh, our hunch was confirmed so I want to give you guys the breaking news story go check it out right now if you want to uh, watch uh, the actual firing of the cannons it is all available on Tasha Courtney and Dave Neal do fun things you can go listen to that episode but without further ado ladies and gentlemen breaking news power recapper Dave Neal proudly presents the unmasking and revealing of the gender of my unborn baby due on the 1st of May, my 39th birthday. Ladies and gentlemen, we are proud to announce we're having a boy. Thank you guys so much. We'll be back with more information tomorrow. Appreciate all the love. Leave a comment and don't forget to write us a nice review on Apple Podcasts. It helps out the algorithm. We'll see you later. I've been Dave Neal and this was The Rush.
0: If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And if you didn't, don't. Join the free Facebook group, Dave Niels Community. Got cash? Become a premium member at patreon.com slash Dave Neal. Link in the description below. And don't forget to follow Dave on Instagram at dneels for upcoming
1: stand-up shows. See you tomorrow on The Rush. Mm-hmm.